Entertainment Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. The Vikings game just ended. What you think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Live. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Vent, this is Vikings Vent Live. On second and goal, Cousins to the end zone, Thielen! Touchdown! Cousins, first down, going deep for Diggs, he makes the catch! To the five, Diggs, touchdown! 62 yards! Those highlights courtesy of the NFL on Fox, it is Viking Ventline on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and live from the TCL broadcast studios. Rami Makloff along with Manny Hill after a 38-20 to victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. And Manny, I got to say, and you guys let me know at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. That was the most satisfying win for the Vikings and Vikings fans, I think, so far this year, right? Yeah, I think it was probably considering the opponent and uh, con- considering the quality of opponent, I think that was probably the best performance of the season. I mean, you could argue that maybe the game against Oakland and the games against the Atlanta Falcons may have been better or the Giants last week, but I think the Eagles are better than all of those teams. So, um, yeah, this was a this was a good performance, a good win. I think every aspect of the team played well today, even if it wasn't from start to finish. I mean, there was a there was a stretch there in the middle of the game where the defense was a little bit leaky, but I think the defense made a lot of good plays, and Kirk Cousins was terrific today. And uh, I don't know if there's really a whole lot to vent about, but we got some callers on the line, so I mean, we'll we'll see what people we'll see what people think. And you can say <laughs> you can say the defense was leaky, but Carson Wentz was just he's dropped, good. He was just dropping dimes, and the dude, like you said, yeah. he's good. He's good at the football. He he knows he knows how to play the quarterback position. So I actually I like that. It, that the Eagles did come back a little bit and mm-hmm. the Vikings took those punches and then threw some some of their own. It was twenty four to three at one point. And like you said, the the Eagles came roaring back and could have had another three points at halftime if Doug what? Peterson didn't decide to fake a field goal and then try and throw for a first down with his kicker. What was he thinking? I don't know. That I was know. weird. And, and and I know that he you know, Doug Peterson we know about like the Philly special that we saw in the Super Bowl and everything, and so we know that he likes to gamble. He sure. likes to pull the tricks out of his out of his sleeve and everything. But that just made that was, no sense in that no particular situation, and especially the play call. Like you asked, yeah. you asked your you snapped it directly to the kicker and asked him to make a play. It's not like you had a quarterback who was holding and you snapped it to him and then called the fake. You snapped it directly to the kicker. And said, "Make a play for us." The the tweet of the day. The tweet of the day comes from a guy, and I, I can't repeat this tweet verbatim because there's language in it. But uh, he basically said about an hour ago. He said, "I got the Eagles kicker in fantasy, and this bleeper bleeper has an int." That was the, that was the tweet of the day. That was the tweet of the day. <laughs> that, that'll mess up Jake your day, Elliott, man. man. That'll mess up your day. You expect to lose fantasy points on a missed field goal from your kicker? <laughs> not an interception. That's not what you expect when you pull up the old Yahoo Sports fantasy score that your kicker lost you two points because he threw an interception. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, that's fantastic. That was. That was. 
the best tweet I've seen in a long time. The other time. thing you got to like about this game, if you're a Vikings fan and you were still worried about the, the drama that was within this organization, although apparently most of it was our fault, according to some yeah. within the Vikings, uh, Stephon Diggs had by far his best game of the day. Seven receptions, 167 yards, three touchdowns. If he hasn't been happy with his role in the offense up until this point, uh, I don't think he can complain much, at least for this week. Yeah, they they fed him the ball as much as possible. 11 targets on the day. He had a couple of drops that uh, I think he would like to have back. But overall, he was he was terrific, and he showed why he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and Adam Thielen had a really solid game. Uh, this, was, this was a complete performance, I thought, from this offense. They, you know, they had some trouble running the ball, but I think we kind of knew that that was going to be and Kyle the Rudolph is, is alive, alive and well. Yeah, he exists. Apparently, he's <laughs> not. He's not like a myth that you know that we completely forgot about. He's been or MIA to this point, but three receptions for ninety-six yards today for uh, Kyle Rudolph, or thirty-six yards. Thirty-six, yards. Me, thirty-six yards. Yeah, ninety-six. He, he does something. exist, and I like that. You know, Irv Smith got involved a little bit late in the game. It was a nice. I don't know if it was a seam route or something that he ran there in the. Um, in the fourth quarter, but uh, Cousins hit it, threw it right on a rope and, and hit him in stride. It was a really nice play, and I think we got a glimpse of what, what he can be, too, in the future for them. Cousins' sharpest game by far. Oh, by far. 22 yes. 333 yards, four touchdowns, just one interception. And the one interception, like you said, that literally went through Stephon Diggs's hands. Yep. I don't know what happened to him on that play. Great day, obviously. It looked like he forgot to catch a football for an instant there because his hands just... <laughs> Like he forgot a couple times, and I think. It, like his hands went right past each yeah. other, like as you tried to bring him <laughs> together, and it went right through his hands, off his face mask, and into the hands of Andrew Sandejo. And I think that's when some Vikings fans were like, "Oh man, this is yeah," because that it it had a turning point feel to it. That play right there, because you had the big lead, the the Eagles score, you start driving. That interception happens, and it's a former Viking who gets that interception. I saw a little bit of panic in uh, in Viking Nation on on the old Twitter dot com when when that play went down. But they, like I said before, they took that blow. They took blow after blow from from this Eagles team who was trying to come back from twenty four to three. Made a stupid decision of trying to go for the field goal, but you you took every shot they had, delivered a few of your own, mostly Kirk Cousins to Stephon Diggs, and you come out. With a 38-20 win, it's Viking Ventline. You can uh, get in on the show at 651-646-8255 as we talk about this 38-20 win. Jeff is in St. Louis Park. Now he's on Score North. What's up, Jeff? Hey, pretty good, feeling pretty good after a win. Um, okay, th- uh, three quick points I'd like to talk about. I was one of those people who was off for us signing Kirk Cousins. One of the main reasons was I didn't think that Case Keenum could replicate his success, and that you owed it to get the best quarterback possible, even if it was expensive. Obviously, that's been challenged. My, my view on that has been challenged as the, um, as, the see, as the last season went along and this season. But this is what's kind of frustrating about Cousins, is he'll have games like the Chicago game where it's like, do you even know how to play this sport? And then he'll have games like today where he looks like, an elite quarterback, and his variance is just so great in terms of uh, what his uh, performance is. Um, The other thing I want to say is I think you're 100% right, Rami. This was Not only was this the most satisfying win, it was the most entertaining to watch because unlike Oakland and Atlanta, when you got up big on them, they practically just threw in the towel. They folded, yeah. 
The Eagles fought back, and it's important to see, hey, can you take the blows from a game that kind of feels like it's spiraling towards the other team? Can you right the ship? And what they did show, and this was at least for today, they were able to do that. When it became 24-20, you thought, oh, man, like, if we give the ball back, it's going to be the Eagles will have all this momentum, but they managed to get a score, a big, big uh, touchdown drive. And then when they got it back, they got another one. So effectively putting the game away. So that was a very fun, fun win to watch. Jeff, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a really, I mean, even if you, if you had no rooting interest or any interest in this game, if you're just a fan and I don't know what, whatever NFL, NFL market watching this game, super entertaining football game that, that we got to watch today. I, yeah. I, I appreciated that because he mentioned in the in the Atlanta game and in the Raiders game, the Vikings got up big, and I don't know if Mike Zimmer and his staff didn't see any fight in the opposing team, but they got very conservative in their play calling. Yep. And, I mean, Kirk Cousins threw 10 passes in the opening game against Atlanta. That's as, that's as conservative <laughs> as it gets when you get up big. This game, they, there was an urgency, even though you had a lead, because this was an Eagles team that clearly wasn't giving up and was fighting back. And I was glad that they, they didn't stay conservative. They didn't say, hey, we have a 24 to 10 lead. Let's stay conservative and, and pound away at the Eagles. I think part of that was that it just wasn't working. I mean, Delvin Cook was yeah. outside of the Bears. The Eagles probably did the best job of anybody of containing Delvin Cook and the run game as a whole. But I was glad that. Stefanski and Kubiak and Cousins didn't didn't get conservative when you had a big lead there and kept throwing haymakers at at this Eagles defense. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's that shows that they were I think aware of the situation that they were walking into this week is that you know you're going up against a a, a young quarterback who's very talented and playing at a high level and you're he's got you know he's missing one of his explosive targets in Deshaun Jackson, but he still has Nelson Aguilar and he still has Alshon Jeffrey, two guys that can that can burn you um, if you're not careful. So I think they knew, okay, we're going up against a team that can put some points on the board and we know that they can stop the run. We can't just rely on sitting on a lead and getting comfortable and conservative and running the clock out because there's probably a point where they're going to get back into this game and we're going to need our passing attack to continue to be good and 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 productive when we need the quarterback to not make mistakes, which Kirk Cousins really didn't do at all today. Um, so I, I think they recognize like we can't just we're not going to be able to just sit on a lead with this team. This is this is too high powered of an offense to just think that we can just run the clock out by running the ball, especially when it's going to be hard to run the ball against their defense. They're one of the best run stopping defenses in the league. So. It's a good job by the coaching staff to to recognize that, and they took advantage of it, and uh, they came away with a win. And since we're talking about the game plan, we talked a lot coming into this week. I know on on both the on both Score North Live and on on Mackie and Judd with Rami, we did with Sage Sage Rosenfels especially about getting the ball out quick, using the screen game to your advantage, not really giving Fletcher Cox and the rest of this this uh, front seven of the Eagles to to put pressure on Kirk Cousins. And move the pocket, get him on the move. And there was a lot of that today of Kirk Cousins rolling out to his left, rolling out to his right, keeping his eyes downfield, which has been an issue for him, and and getting the ball to his wide receivers. Really liked what I saw from the offense today. I don't think that's a great Eagles defense. I I talked about it some on Friday that 
a lot of their numbers coming into this season defensively were padded by a game against the Jets where they got 10 sacks. Mm -hmm. Like more than three quarters of their sacks on the season were against a really, really awful Jets team who doesn't have much interest in playing football and were only in week six of the NFL. But for for what they were up against, I really liked what I saw from, from the game plan and continuing that game plan when you had a big lead and not taking your foot off the throat. Let's get in. Dan in Florida, you're on Score North and Viking Vent Line. What's up, Dan? Hey, guys. Um, uh, you know, Kirk has shown me a lot today. I was one of those guys, like, uh, I'm not sure about him. But the group that I want to talk about, which if you don't talk about them in the game, it's usually a good time, is the offensive line. I thought they played absolutely – I thought they played a good game today. This is the best game I've seen them play in a long time, and it's not like the Eagles have a terrible defensive line, too. So, you know, I think I thought the offensive line played well. When the game got close, you know, that's what Kirk Cousins showed me a lot. He showed me that, you know, I, hey, you know, I can still do this. I can make the throws needed. I can still keep the team ahead. You know, when they scored over 30 points, that's when I kind of felt like they've got the Eagles right where they want because Zimmer's defense do not surrender 30-plus points. I, I think they've done that maybe one time in the six years of, of coaching. So, but, hey, I thought the offensive line played well. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, offensive line looked really good today, I think. Yeah. Pass protection was outstanding. Same thing. I think the same thing can be said about the game plan helping Kirk Cousins as we can about the offensive line. You take Mm -hmm. some pressure off Garrett Bradbury and the interior of of that offensive line when you when you get Cousins on the move and move the pocket outside of the tackle and and make those guys have to chase him down. Give Bradbury and the guys on the interior there that extra second or half second of 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 cushioning in terms of protecting Kirk Cousins back there. I think that's. That's something that should work down the road for this Vikings team. I don't think that this is a blueprint just for the Eagles. I think that's when he's at his best, and it takes pressure off that offensive line if he can move that guy around. But even in the plays where they were not getting him, you know, mm-hmm. running bootlegs and getting him in, in, in motion, even in, on plays where he was dropping back, I mean, you could see it on the first drive. The The pass protection was outstanding on the first drive where he, there was a couple times where he dropped back the, the, um, the one there was one play where he hit he hit Diggs like right over the middle. Diggs was running sort of a I don't know it wasn't a slant route because he sort of went out about ten yards and then sort of cut inside and Cousins stood there in the pocket and he had a clean pocket, perfect time to throw and he threw it right in there where only Diggs could catch it. That was that was terrific and that was great protection and and you know when Cousins does get good protection he he can be really really good. It's just, I think the question marks with Kirk Cousins has always been, okay, when things are not perfect surrounding him, can he do enough to sort of overcome those things? And historically, he's never really been able to do that. Today, he wasn't faced with a whole lot of adversity because the pass protection was really, really excellent today. And he thro- he thrived, and he he was great today. He was outstanding. He he didn't, like we said, the, the one interception that he threw, that was completely... 100% on Stefan Diggs not mm-hmm. catching that ball. I mean, that was, he even made, I mean, Kirk Cousins made the right play. He got in a little bit of trouble. He rolled out to the right. He saw Diggs, one of his best targets, wide open. He threw it to him. Diggs just jumped up and didn't catch it, and it went right into the hands of Andrew Sandejo. So Kirk Cousins was was terrific today, and the offensive line giving him plenty of time was 
was a big part of that, too. Speaking of the reputation of Kirk Cousins, his former teammate, now Eagles linebacker Zach Brown, had some things to say about <laughs> Kirk Cousins coming into this one, and these are the things he had to say. Cousins, I think every defense is going to want that guy to throw the ball. For me, that's probably the weakest part of their offense is him. Everything else is good. They've got a good running game, probably one of the best in the league. They have good receivers. You just want them to pass the ball. You want Kirk Cousins to get it in his hands. I realized when I was in Washington, he was kind of careless with the ball, but at the same time, hey, you make the bed you sleep in. I was at the Redskins with him, so I know him. That's my viewpoint on him. And that's that's something that I said after the Bears game, Manny, which was the same thing that Jermon Williams said about Mitchell Trubisky mm-hmm. after the Bears lost to the Packers in week one, which was we came into this game saying, let's make Mitch play quarterback. And after seeing what the Bears did to Kirk Cousins, which is take away the run game and make Kirk Cousins play quarterback, I think coming into this week, that was sort of the formula to beat the Vikings. Today makes teams think twice about that because the Eagles contained and borderline shut down the run game, especially Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison actually had a much better day than Dalvin Cook. 14 carries for 63 yards for Madison for a a 4.5-yard average to Cook 16 for 41 and a 2.6-yard average. Did have a touchdown for my fantasy team. I thank you for that, Dalvin Cook. But (laughs) they did. They took away the run game and said, go ahead and beat us, Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins beat him. Uh, that's a suspect secondary in Philadelphia, but that was wow. that was the first time a team said beat us, Kirk Cousins, and he said, "Okay, don't mind if I do." Well, and a little advice for Zach Brown, it, it's I think it's a fair assessment to to make about Kirk Cousins, but if you you're going to say that, cornerbacks, <laughs> well, you better you better make sure that Ronald Darby and Avante Maddox, your top two corners, are both available to play because neither one of them played today. And, I mean, Razul Douglas, that poor kid, <laughs> I mean, my goodness. You know, and Sidney Jones was the, other, was the other guy, too, that was just, that was just not a group. That was just not a good group today. So if you're Zach Brown, if you're going to say that about Kirk Cousins and, or any quarterback and say, yeah, we're going to make him throw the ball, you might want to make sure your secondary is all squared away before you say something like that because... That was uh, that was pretty bad by the Eagles secondary. The, today. the second touchdown by Diggs. I don't know if it was a miscommunication or if the safety just bit that hard on the play action. I think, yeah. But both corners, and if you look, on, they pointed this out on the on the broadcast. Charles Robinson, or Charles Johnson, did on the other side of the field. Ola B C Johnson was just as wide open mm-hmm. as Stephon Diggs was because both corners thought they had safety help, and neither corner had safety help, <laughs> and both got absolutely torched. Like I. If 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 Kirk Cousins didn't get that ball in there, there would be pissed off Vikings fans <laughs> yeah. on Viking vent line right now. I'll tell you that, and rightfully so, because you had two <laughs> wide open receivers running into the end zone, and that was right on the money. I mean, great catch by Stephon Diggs because usually it's close enough that you can kind of pull it into your body. Mm-hmm. That was just all hands by Stephon yeah. Diggs on that second touchdown. But like I said, wide open. Like that's not even. <laughs> you, I don't even know what you call that. Like you call it a window when there's an opening. That was just openness like that was just somebody <laughs> that knocked, was Moses parting the red somebody sea. knocked out a wall that wasn't yeah. a window somebody knocked out a wall <laughs> let's go to Linda in Wyoming you're on Viking Vent Live hey, What's Linda. Up, Linda? hi guys well three three points I, I felt like this was the first time that the coaching staff actually was able to game plan around the weaknesses of the other team, what we can do to score against them, rather than trying to hide Cousins' 
uh, weaknesses. And I, I think it was, and, and he knew their secondary wasn't very good that way. But I, I just felt they came in with a game plan uh, that uh, was going to work against Philadelphia. Number two, I finally, you know, Mike Zimmer's defense didn't get taken, taken apart at the beginning of the game. And uh, I think that that shows a lot of changes in how maybe they're game planning for some of that. Uh, critical call the defense made, I thought was outstanding, was the um, Hendrick sack, where I think they backed Harrison Smith out, and they came, kind of turned the whole momentum of the game around, hadn't used it all game. You know, fantastic call. I'll give Zimmer credit for that, uh, to do those kinds of things. And thirdly, the first three quarter or the, the three quarters that they did well, we didn't have the penalties. The third quarter where we looked like the old Vikings, we were back to the penalties that way. So on the whole, it looks like, you know, we've got new offense. We're putting it in. Maybe now we're starting to trust the offensive line, Kirk Cousins. But we're, we're game planning around, you know, what the weaknesses of the other teams are, not trying to hide what our weaknesses are. And, and that's what I guess I was impressed with. So thanks, guys. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate the oh, call. That's a great, call that's a great point. Only. That is a great. We should. Oh man, Linda, call back. I want to give her the popcorn caller of the day. That was a solid call. Lots of great points, including about the game plan. And Linda, please call us back six five one six four six eight two five five. We'll give you the popcorn of the day prize pack, which is uh, up to five bags of popcorn from Pop- Popcorn Gourmet Treats and uh, Sue's Fabulous Fudge. Total value of fifty bucks. I'm sure you're listening, Linda. Call us back. And claim your prize pack. That's that's good popcorn. We've had some of that around the office here. And, yeah, uh, that's good. very good. It's really good popcorn. But she's right about coaching to your strengths and not trying to not trying to coach to hide weaknesses, but rather coaching strengths, attacking the other team's weaknesses, exploiting them. And I think a big thing about this game, and I think a big thing for the Vikings moving forward that we talked about going into this game is get up, get get an early lead. Mm-hmm. Because that changes the way that defenses can attack you. And we're sitting here talking about Kirk Cousins having a clean pocket, having some time to throw the ball, not being put in a position where he has to make split-second decisions, giving him giving him time to, to see the field and, and make the right throw. It's a lot easier to do that when you're up 17 points by the second quarter yeah. and the defense is wondering, well, yeah, we've contained the run, but are they going to keep trying to pound it? Should we be worried about the run, or can we just pin our ears back and go and and chase down Kirk Cousins? The Eagles couldn't be a, as aggressive with their pass rush as I'm sure they would like to be because the Vikings had a big lead early. I think that's going to be a big thing for the Vikings was today and will be moving forward. Well, I think I mean we're six games into this now. The Vikings are four and two, and it's been a very common theme in all six games in that when the Vikings score first and they jump ahead, they're fine. It's when they fall behind, like they did in Green Bay and like they did in Chicago, then that's when they get into trouble. So the recipe for this team is, rather it's rather Mike Zimmer wants to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, or the fans want him to throw the ball, throw the ball more and throw it as often as possible, whatever it may be, the real recipe for this team is to just don't fall behind early. Get off to a good start. Get your quarterback in a rhythm and, and, and going. Get, you know, if it's the running game, get the running game in rhythm and, and going. Just get your offense going first. And if you can do that, if you can play with a lead, 
This defense can pin their ears back a little bit more. It strengthens their pass rush, and you can have more success. If you fall behind 7 nothing. if you... You know, if the Bears take the opening possession of the game like they did a couple of weeks ago at Soldier Field and march right down the field and take nine minutes off the clock or whatever the hell it was and jump up 7 nothing, if you're the Vikings and you're Kirk Cousins, you're screwed. This is just not a team that can have success if they fall behind early if they, or if they get off to a bad start. And so the recipe really is, whether it's running or throwing, the, the recipe is get off to a good start. If you get out to a good start, if you take it and take an early lead, you're going to win most of the time, and that's that's just the way this team is built, and that's going to be the way they're going to have to win football games. We mentioned the comments earlier by Zach Brown, his former teammate in Washington, who called him the weakest link, among other things. Did we have a follow up from him uh, post game? No, we have a follow up from the Vikings Twitter account. Oh, and it's a picture of Kirk Cousins looking awkward. Because and look, I am. I am, as, I am as guilty off, of this awkward. as anybody. Any picture of me, I'm looking awkward. Some <laughs> some of us just aren't photogenic, all right? But it's Kirk Cousins looking awkward, but his number is posted next to him in the photo. Oh, yeah, and uh and and just and the tweet caption just reads, quote, the weakest link and three laughing face emojis. <laughs> Solid. That's a pretty good job. Solid work by the Vikings put uh, social media people there. Speaking of social media people, Seth is here because uh, we're streaming on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook if you want to watch me and Manny and the Viking Vent Line. 651-646-8255 is the number to dial if you want to get in on the Vikings talk as they knock off the Eagles today. 38-20, to 20. should we take a break? I've never done Vent Line before, so I don't know what the... Uh, is the break schedule like the normal break schedule? Are we supposed to break around 35? Uh, we can break. We can go as long as we need to before we take the next break. Should I, think I take another uh, call? Let's take another call. I'll Why take not? another call. All right. Kid in Virginia, you're on Score North. What's up, kid? Hey. hey. I, I love the show. I love you and Manny. Thanks, man. Um, I listen to you guys every Friday. I'm in NFC East territory, so um, great to hear Wednesday. that. Yeah, Redskins and Eagles. I hear it every Monday. <laughs> That's got to um, be nauseating. But yeah. <laughs> My question is, Though, um, do you, could you see this team five and one or six and zero? Oh? Was Chicago just like every year a house of horrors? Um, I really like what they did today. They, you know, they Kirk kind of took it in his hands. He didn't take big shots. I do have a Eagles fan who's in my fantasy league, and of course he's texting me saying go get a quarterback. And then as soon as Stephon Diggs make those two big plays, I text him back saying, hey, where's your cornerback? So I kind of took a shot back at him. Just uh, wanted to say I was very proud of this team, and maybe they're finally starting to find their identity. So I'll take it off the line, and I also like to write that down every Friday. I love the predictions you guys do. So Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. I've tried to call five times. I finally got on, so I'm very happy. So I'll take it up here you, and listen to you and Danny. Kid, hang on a second. Are you like washing dishes in the background or something? <laughs> what's what's, what's all that noise behind you? There's all the background noise. Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, stocking some stuff here. Okay, gotcha. So. So, all right, sorry. kid. No, it's all good, man. Oh, Thanks for good. the call. Glad you got in. Appreciate <laughs> Just it. Just having some fun with And yeah, you. write that down every Friday. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Manny always comes in for that. We make predictions and we keep track of them. We're the only sports talk radio show that does that. Other guys make predictions. They just go off into the ethos. Nobody ever thinks about them or talks about them again. I got a hit today. We by hold the way, each too. other accountable. I did too. Yeah. I got the parlay, remember? What I, was said, yours? I said Vikings win. Okay. They cover the three and a half. And I took the over on 44. 
Oh, yeah, you cashed in big It's a whole parlay, baby. I just had that uh, Thielen and Diggs would both be targeted at least eight times, and they were. Thielen was targeted uh, exactly eight times, and Diggs got 11 targets, I believe. So My guess for what uh, kid was doing there in the background, I thought making dinner. That was going to be my guess. No. I didn't know he was at work. I thought he was like washing up. washing dishes or something. And I'm yeah. glad he got in. He said he's tried to call yeah. five times. Now it's the first time he got in. That's awesome. I'm glad he got in. Like now, the, that he listens every Friday, too. It's now great. we should take a break. Now we're going to take a break. It's yep. Viking Vent Line on Score North. Vikings win 38-20. to 20. You can get in at 651-646-8255. Tweet us at SKOR North. That's also how you can find us. Streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. Manny, Rami, back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Play action. Cousins. Diggs. He's got it. Sanders in the backfield. Wentz. Sanders. Touchdown. 32 yards from Carson Wentz to Miles Sanders for his first NFL TD. It's a fake. Elliott looking to throw. Can't find anyone. Now gets rid of it. And it's intercepted by Griffin. Everson Griffin. Those highlights courtesy of the NFL on Fox. This is the Vikings vent line on Score North, live from the TCL broadcast studios. Rami Makloff, Manny Hill, AJ on the other side of the glass. Social media, Seth in the house, streaming us live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook at SKOR North, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at Score North. I know we already talked about it, but really, what was Doug Peterson I, thinking? I was just saying, I was just going to say the same thing. I still cannot believe they, they ran that play. And and I don't know, maybe tomorrow in Score North we should uh, have some fun with maybe some Eagles vent line or something at some point during the day tomorrow. Because I got to imagine. You think Eagles fans are upset today? You think there might be some good calls yeah. into a show similar to this? I think there, in the might, Philadelphia be, there might be a area few. right now. I think there might also be a Also wondering people. what the hell Doug Peterson was thinking on yeah. that fake field goal. Yeah, that was that was really, really, really bizarre. I mean, you 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 had some momentum at that point for the Eagles. You were. Gotten kind of gotten back into the game, and I tweeted out like, "Okay, it'll be really interesting if the Eagles score here. If they get a touchdown here, make it twenty four seventeen before the half, and they get the ball to start the second half, that can make things really interesting." Well, they got a fourth down, and I'm thinking, "Okay, well, they kick the field goal there, then you know it's twenty four thirteen. They get the ball to start the second half, and by the way, they took the opening drive of the second half and went right down and scored, make it you know twenty four to seventeen. I, I, I don't know what the hell Doug Peterson was thinking there. That By the was way, really bizarre. the kicker, when they replayed it in slow motion, he had two windows to get a pass in there. Here's the problem. He's, he's a kicker. He's a kicker. Yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. exactly the problem. And he's a good kicker. Like, Jake Elliott's one of right. the better kickers in the NFL. That, if, that's that's why it was so bizarre. Like, if it was somebody, trust your guy. If it was somebody who could throw, he had two chances to complete to complete a pass on that thing right there, but... Know your personnel when you call that play, because obviously that was a guy who could not complete even the most wide open of passes. Which, like I said, there were two windows for him to get Just it take in there. Three points, Doug Peterson. That's he, really he what hit a fifty-three yarder earlier in the game, and they had no timeouts. You pointed yeah, this so out, even if he no, completes that even pass, if you it's like the first down. If you don't score a <laughs> touchdown on that play, you probably end up settling for three points anyways. Just, right, just an easier three points. 
It didn't make any sense. You had a fifty-three yarder earlier. Just but trust your guy to make Vikings the kick. fans appreciate it. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you want to get in on Viking bet line, Jeff in Texas style that. Now he's on Score North. What's, What's up, Jeff? up, Jeff? Hi guys. So hey. I have four things. I'm going to forget two of them, and right. that's just how it goes after that. So first thing I wanted to let Ramen know. Oh no! Did we lose him? I like to call you noodles, ramen noodles, because <laughs> I know you don't get offended. It should be mac and jug noodles. But you're not the anyway. first. Believe it or not, you're uh, not the first. Yeah, I figure. I'm sure you grew up with that all the time. But ramen the, noodles uh, and uh, rami salami were the two I got the yeah. most often. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Carry on with your Viking stuff. No, if I so. And the first, getting there to the end of the first half, I'm telling my two sons to go. Hey, this is Minnesota sports. We're all piped up. Everything's going our way. Now they're going to march down and score. They're going to get the ball in the first half again and score. And then we're going to get the ball, and there's going to be a turnover and blah, blah, blah. And that's just how it works. And they start yelling at me, Dad, Dad, you can't be talking like that. <laughs> so I'll stick around and see what happens. Before I got out here to the golf course, it's a little chilly. It's 80 degrees. Yeah, it's a little cold for golf. Isn't it a little cold for golf, Jeff? Well, he's in so, Texas, though. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, he's You're fine. in Texas. My bad. You're fine, Jeff. What do you I don't mean? want to hear you complaining what about do you the mean, weather. Yeah, what do you oh. mean by cold? For a second, I was about to agree with you, but what? just what the hell do you mean by cold, Jeff? 60. Okay. Oh, All you right. missed me with that, man. I should hang up on you, but I'm going to let you finish your Vikings thoughts. Go ahead, Jeff. So, the only, so I do have one concern is, um, sorry for the wind, they're running back. Family that was able to just get one on one with our linebackers and no coverage. I mean, if somebody, if a good team looks at that, I mean, I don't know why they didn't exploit that more throughout the day. And then to to your point, Manny, on the like, what the hell were they thinking? Trying to run a fake field goal instead of just putting points on the board. So stupid. It. it was so stupid. Yeah, but that 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 was it. That was the running back thing was the main thing, and then the mindset of Minnesotans that. Oh, I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> thanks, we for the, didn't. thanks for the and call. Yep. Appreciate it, Jeff. He said he was playing golf. Was he on the fastest golf cart ever? <laughs> that, was, that was some kind A of, lot wind. of wind there. That was some kind of wind stream, dude. That was like he was on an, like. Like he was on the wing of a jet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could barely hear a word he said. Um, and he said he, he had four points. I think he got to like one of them, other I, than calling me noodles. I think he does make a good point with the, with the Miles Sanders touchdown pass uh, from Wentz. It looked like, I think it looked like Eric Kendricks, who actually had a really good game today. Um, it looked like Eric yeah, Kendricks he was, was all was, over the field, though. Yeah, he was, but it looked like on that play, it looked like he was trailing in pl- in, in the play there. And I, I don't know if that was. I mean, typically, if you put a running back out in space, it's usually usually end up with a with a linebacker or a safety on him or something like that. So, but yeah, I mean, that could be something that I think Mike Zimmer would have to look at and say, okay, how did that happen, and how do we make sure that doesn't happen again? Because that could be something that people look at and try to expose and. I mean, last year we saw the Rams in that Rams game. Last year we saw Cooper Cup or you know Robert Woods out in space against Anthony Barr, and Anthony got he got cooked a couple times. So you know, I, I think that's something that Mike Zimmer is going to have to look at, and just to make sure that, that those sort of things don't happen again. Here's a tweet from uh, Minnesota Misery tweeting at Score North: No pressure, wide receivers running free. They proved nothing today. I mean, sure. 
I think what I I think that's that's I'm fair not, because the Eagles the Eagles secondary was banged up. They're both of their number one corners, their number one and number two corners were out today. So I mean, and, and it's already not really even with those guys, it's not really a great secondary. Although Malcolm Jenkins is still pretty good, but I think what you what we learned from them today is that, Rami, to your point earlier, when the Eagles got back into the game and made it twenty four to twenty. The Vikings didn't completely just like soil themselves and curl up into the fetal position. You know, like they, they, the Eagles came back with a counterpunch, got back into the game, and the Vikings and they followed up with a counterpunch of their own and put the game away. There are two other things I can, not, not necessarily that they proved. I'm not, I'm not certain about these two things that I'm about to say, but better than what we've seen to this point in the season. And that's this. The first two words in his tweet, Minnesota Misery, no pressure. Against a defense that, even though I've I've pointed out that their their pass rush numbers were cushioned by that Jets game where they got mm-hmm. 10 sacks, three quarters of their sacks on the season to that point, th- that's a good front seven. And Fletcher Cox is one of the best in the world at getting after quarterbacks. Yeah. And no pressure. You said it yourself, Minnesota Misery. So I think a step forward for the offensive line today and the other thing, again, not that they proved, but took a step in the right direction that I've mentioned earlier, is a defense took away the run game, said beat us, Kirk Cousins, and he did. And yes, he did it against a suspect secondary, but he also he also did it against a defensive front seven that has gotten after some quarterbacks, not just this season, but yeah. they have a track record going back a few years of getting after quarterbacks. Fletcher Cox, obviously, we, we talked about him a lot during the week. He's a one of the best defensive tackles in in the NFL. Brandon Graham's a good player. Derek Barnett and I'm a little I'm a little biased to Derek Barnett cuz he's a former Vol, <laughs> Rocky Top. Um he was He's actually wearing his Tennessee hoodie today. Yes, I am. They finally got a win against an FBS team yesterday. I'm, I'm very very Congrats. happy. Um I'm happy for you, man. It's going to be ugly next week because they're in uh, Tuscaloosa. So, <laughs> uh, we just won't talk about that. Um <laughs> But no, I think like Derek Barnett's a pretty good pretty good player. Like he was, Derek Barnett's a first round pick. He was the first round pick that the Eagles used, the first round pick that they got in the Sam Bradford trade from the Vikings to draft Derek Barnett in uh, 2017. So like, so, like, he's a good player too. And the Vikings offensive line, you combine that with a Vikings old line that has not been very good in pass protection in a few years, it seems like. It's been bad for a few years, let's be honest. Um, I think when you factor that in, the protection was really good. Now, Kirk Cousins exposing the secondary, the the weakened Eagles secondary, I think you can chalk that up to, okay, banged up secondary. But I think the pass protection that we saw today was a step in the right direction. Now, can that continue next week into, into Detroit? We'll see. But I think that's a positive sign with what we saw from the offensive line today from a pass protection standpoint is a positive sign. Let's go back to the phone, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at SKOR North if you want to get in on Viking Ventline. Kurt is in Arizona. Now he's on Viking Ventline. What's up, Kurt? You like that? You like that? <laughs> that was, it was all right. Was that it? That was the whole call? I think that was it. He waited all that time just to do that? I guess, I guess so. All right. Uh, John in Manhattan, you're on Score North. What's up, John? Uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, super quick, uh, Rami. 
Uh, ethos is the characteristic spirit of a culture, era, or community as manifested in its beliefs or aspirations. I think you were trying to say ether, the clear sky, the upper regions of air beyond the clouds. Thank you. I appreciate um, that, John. Anytime, man. Anytime. I could have just tweeted it, but I figured, you know, we could have this heart-to-heart Thanks. the phone. I um, really appreciate that. Anytime, Rami. Anytime. Uh-huh. Um, here's the one thing. First of all, the dog, definitely sad after the Yankee loss. Definitely happy today. It's beautiful here. We're walking. What I will say is all the, the hullabaloo about the cap situation with the contract and all that, I got to say that whoever's signing, you know, Hunter and Kendricks to these below-market contracts, and I know that's also Spielman, deserves so much credit because he's getting these guys. They're identifying the guys. You know, in Barr's contract, he shows up some games. But, like, the Kendricks contract, the way he's playing like a top five linebacker and just shutting down games in pass protection, he's getting sacks, like all that. And then Hunter, I mean, you watched Carson Wentz. They took him out at the end of the game because at, at the end of the day, he was so flustered, like every other quarterback coming through U.S. Bank Stadium. But he was, he was getting chippy, and he was, it was funny. Like that last sack where uh, number 94, I don't know who it was, was kind of pushing him around a little, and they were obviously in his head. And he was just throwing a tantrum. Um, but I think this defense, I think they're really, they were talking about identity. I think the defense is, is playing to its strengths. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a fun unit to watch. And it's Kirk, whatever he's finding right now with the Giants game and now this week, if he can keep that up, this team is fun to watch again, which it definitely wasn't the first four games. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, John. By the way, um, why is it nice everywhere but here? I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. <laughs> That's a very fair question. Um, by the way, the the cap the cap thing, the point that he made there was a, was a great point. I will just say, I mean, I think some of that credit goes to Rick Spielman, but Rob Brzezinski, I think, gets a ton of credit for that for signing guys to you know, quote unquote, below market value. I mean, Daniil Hunter is on one of the friendliest contracts in the NFL. I mean, he is absolutely outstanding, and he is being paid way less than what he actually deserves. And, you know, credit to him for maybe taking a little bit of a discount to to stay here and stay a part of what they're doing defensively. But, yeah, Rob Brzezinski's always been highly regarded around the NFL as being a guy that's always been really good at keeping the team in in a, a decent cap situation now. After this season, it's going to get really tricky, and they're going to have to make some real tough decisions. But they can cross that bridge when they get there. you got to let this season play out first. Um, but, yeah, Rob Brzezinski's always been highly regarded around the NFL as a guy that's always been really good with the cap and managing the, the cap. The point he makes about the defense, too. And, again, I know you look at this, and 20 points is probably isn't the most impressive performance ever from this Vikings defense, but that's a good Eagles offense and a, yeah. and a really good quarterback in Carson Wentz. And I, and I agree that he was flustered there at the end, and, and they were starting to get to him. They had only the, the two sacks, but five QB hits, and they were they were chasing him around and, and making him look over his shoulder quite a bit throughout that game. And, and when Carson Wentz is down three scores in the second quarter, and he has he has to throw the ball around. That's a guy who's going to make things happen. I mean, it's it's hard to shut down a Carson Wentz. They did a really good job of containing him and containing that e- a, a good Eagles offense and a really good quarterback in Carson Wentz. You know who really looks good right now, and it's it's a really good thing to see is Mike Hughes. 
Mike Hughes has looked really good since he's been back off the off the uh, ACL injury that unfortunately cut cut short his uh, his rookie season last year. He's he's been really really good, and for all the talk about you know the the struggles with Xavier Rhodes, who just does not just has not looked very good this season overall. Mike Hughes getting back and 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 playing well has has given has given this secondary a, a shot in the arm. I think that they really desperately needed. Wait another break if you want to get in on Viking Vent Line six five one six four six eight two five five. Tweet us at Score North. Stream us live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook at SKOR North. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Rami Manny back right after this on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Do you wish maybe you didn't say what you said about Cousins? I'm here to talk about the game. We know about that. What was a big part of it that Cousins uh... Any other questions besides about Kirk Cousins? How do you think he played today? He did a great job there. He played good. You know? That's awesome. I mean, I can't break that. Doug Peterson's the podium. That was Zach Brown. This is Viking Vent Live on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. If you want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255, or you can tweet us at S-K-O-R North. You can't can't not expect to get the Kirk Cousins questions if you're Zach Brown after you said what you said and Kirk Cousins comes out and does what he does. He sounds real mad to me. You think, Manny? Zach, Zach Brown sounds big mad to me, man. <laughs> and you got it. You saw the clip, right? The yeah. video on on Twitter. Yeah. That that accompanied that sound there. Yeah, you can tell he's he is in no mood for this. He's I not mean, here for that. If you the thing of it, like I said it before, like if you're if you're gonna say that, if you're gonna say what he said, make sure that your secondary is healthy. Like you can't say you can't call out the opposing team's quarterback. When your secondary is banged up, when your own secondary is banged up, like you're 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 putting you're putting an immense amount of pressure. Like those guys, I can't even remember the 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 names of the kids that were Razul Douglas and you and have Sydney you Jones. have an encyclopedic memory for those who don't know for stuff like this. For right. Manny to not know to the names of these Eagles DBs, the Eagles. yeah, is remarkable. I had to go back and look at the Eagles depth chart. Manny remembers to remember, everything. Yeah, like, to remember the guys that were playing in the secondary like, for the Eagles. Watch today. this, Manny. What happened in Super Bowl twenty six? Super Bowl twenty six. That was the one that was here. The uh, Washington football team beat Buffalo thirty seven twenty four. Mark Rippon was the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> was that the Metrodome? You should have seen AJ's face while you yeah. answered that question on the other side of the glass. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's so for Manny to not know these DBs names. AJ is really like you got to be bad. I can remember what happened in a game in January of twenty of. 1992, 27 <laughs> years ago, almost 28 years ago, but I cannot remember who played defensive back for the Eagles today. From where I'm sitting, I can see his computer screen, so I thought it was like something that was already pulled up, and then I double-checked. No. Nope. Astonishing. No. You can no, do it was the Eagles depth chart. That's what was open on my, on my laptop You'd screen right here. You'd be great for bar trivia. Oh, it's ama- it's amazing. Just a cheat code. It's a, Yeah, he really is. He's a cheat code for trivia. It's, it's mainly just Super Bowls, though. That's mainly the only thing. Is that is it really? You're just yeah. a Super Bowl savant. It's 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 just I I'm honestly and I'm and I mean this in the most humble way possible. I cannot even believe I remember like stuff like that. 
from all 53 Super Bowls. But I like how Zach Brown is like, do you have any questions about the game? Like, Kirk Cousins played in the game, yeah. dude. That's that's not a question, not about the game. You talked about him before the game, and then he proceeded to slice and dice you during the game. Like, just answer the questions, man. I mean, I he, Kirk Cousins played better than just about anybody else on the football field today. He was terrific today. It was really a really, really good game and, and, yeah. a, and a big step in the right direction for Kirk Cousins and this offense. Yeah, I don't it, think there's any denying that. Even even with the secondary being what it was, like we said, the game plan I think is a game plan that that can work against other teams. It's not going to be as easy to execute. They're not going to leave two guys streaking wide open into the end zone very often. You won't run into that with many defenses. But yeah. for the things that the Eagles have struggled with this year, and and you didn't see them struggle with it in this game, I think is is a good step in the right direction. And there are certain parts of that defensive unit of the Eagles that are good that the Vikings were able to neutralize today. I think that's that's a big that's a big positive. And to me, I think Kirk Cousins gets a lot more credit for this performance than he does last than he did from his performance last week because he was good last week too. But I think there was a little bit more of a of a challenge for him this week in that the running game was not going to be as effective this week for him as it was last week against the Giants. I mean, that the Giants were, that was like a scrimmage for the Vikings offense last week against the Giants. The Eagles, albeit a banged up secondary, did present the Vikings offense with a challenge today in that it's going to be harder for you guys to run the football against us than it was against the Giants last week. And I think with Kirk Cousins needing to especially step his game up, because the running game was not going to be as effective, I think Kirk deserves a lot of credit for that. And I don't think we should undersell what, not just the the numbers of Stephon Diggs, but with everything swirling around Stephon Diggs, even into this week. Because last week, yeah, great game for the offense, but Stephon Diggs wasn't really a part of the game plan, even in that game. Four, Four targets, only three receptions. This week, Stephon Diggs was the star wide receiver for the Vikings. Seven receptions, 167 yards, three touchdowns. We talked about it with Sage, Sage Football Wisdom, with Sage Rosenfels every Thursday on Mackie and Judd with Rami, weekdays 4 to 6 here on Score North. And I asked him about, you know, do you go out of your way if you're an offensive coordinator or if you're Kirk Cousins to to feed Stephon Diggs and, and try and get him happy and get this that relationship back on the right path or at least close to the right path for the rest of this season so it's not a dysfunctional situation on the offensive side of the football. And he said, you can't really do that. You can't. You can't gear a game towards making or game plan towards making a guy happy, but it certainly goes a long way that it fell into the natural flow of the offense today. And you got to think that Stefan Diggs is a lot happier today than he has been for some time about being a part of the Vikings and being a part of, of this offense. I th- I think when you look at this whole situation that we've talked about and speculated about for the last couple of weeks, I think what it really speaks to is when a receiver is open and the quarterback is not getting him the football because he's holding on to the ball too long or he's not seeing that his guy is open that's when receivers get frustrated if that's that's when receivers get frustrated with their own quarterbacks you can see receivers get frustrated when they're just being covered very well by a really good corner a Jalen Ramsey type and they're just being neutralized and taken out of the game Receivers get frustrated with that, too, but not necessarily with the quarterback. I think a lot of the frustration from Stephon Diggs was, look, I'm open, man. Yeah. And 
Kirk is not getting me the ball. I don't remember who it was. It might have been. It might have been one of Collar's columns at ScoreNorth.com. But they they really the the question was was being asked. What really is up with Stephon Diggs? Because it's real easy when you watch on a Sunday and the camera angles that they give you to say, well, maybe Diggs just isn't open. Like you because mm-hmm. you, you don't see all the receivers that the camera right. the camera follows the ball. But this particular breakdown that I was reading included snippets of the all twenty two film, which yeah. where you can see everybody Fantastic. everybody on the field and and focusing specifically on digs. And the point of the article in this breakdown was that he's he's open a lot. Mm-hmm. He's running routes as well as he ever has, and he runs routes as well as pretty much anybody in this league. He is a he is a precise route runner. He could give classes on how to run routes the right way. And the the basically the 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 determination of this this outcome, this evaluation, is that nothing is different about Stephon Diggs and what he's done this year. Mm-hmm. He's been every bit as good at getting open and beating defenses as he's ever been. And Kirk Cousins just isn't finding him because he's too often just going to his first read or even his second read. And maybe not often enough, Diggs was the first or second read. That is one thing that Sage said is that you can game plan and put him in positions where he is that first and second read of Kirk Cousins and and more involved in the offense that way. And, And it looks like they did today. And like I said, I don't think we should undersell keeping or getting Stephon Diggs happy and what that could mean for for the Vikings offense. And I, and I think when you when you look at Kirk Cousins and today it was it was easier for him to find Stephon Diggs and find Adam Thielen because the pocket was clean and the protection was really good today. The 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 reality is that's just not going to be the case every single week. And I, and I think when you look at Kirk Cousins, you have to say, okay, you were great today. You were great against the Giants last week. The protection this week in particular was really, really good. But, Kirk, you got to understand the protection is not always going to be perfect for you every single week. And you've got to find a way. And this is what separates the great quarterbacks in the game today from – guys like Kirk Cousins is that even when there is some pressure those guys have the natural ability to step aside a little bit just make a little subtle movement in the pocket they have the ability to even if they can sense pressure coming from in their peripheral vision they can still see an open receiver down the field and there's too many times where Kirk Cousins historically certainly since he's been with the Minnesota Vikings has just has fallen short with that, where he just cannot, unless the pocket is completely clean and completely perfect, he's just not going to find guys even if they're even if they're wide open and uncovered, and that's been the biggest issue with Kirk Cousins. And sometimes even when he does see that guy that's open, he doesn't get the ball out as quickly as he needs to. He doesn't really throw the ball on time, ends up getting picked off, ends up getting overthrown, ends up getting underthrown, thrown to the right, left, whatever. Today was different because the pocket was very clean and he had plenty of time to survey the field, find the open man, deliver the throw, picture perfect. But now the question is going to be, okay, next week against Detroit, how's, you know, the you got, you got Damon Harrison, you got Snacks Harrison there in the middle. He might apply some pressure. You know, the Lions are going to find Matt Patricia is going to try and dial up some sort of defensive game plan to get pressure on Kirk Cousins to try and fluster him. The question is going to be now, can Kirk counter that pressure and 
bounce back and sort of overcome the, the the protection not always being spick and span and completely perfect every single week. Um, I I I'm only reading it, so I don't know the delivery, but uh, we may have a first here. Kirk Cousins may be successful at being funny. I don't. Do really? we? Have, can we get the breaking news sounder here? Um, he, he said <laughs> he talked about the the missed the missed post to Stephon Diggs, which was the only pass that he missed all day. Diggs. Was open. I think it was inside the five, and Cousins just overthrew him. And he said, "I thought about apologizing, but apparently that's not what you do around here." <laughs> well played, Kirk Cousins. Again, I, well time, timing and delivery is everything. But if it if the line was delivered right, I think we have Kirk Cousins being natural and funny for the first time at least since I've gotten here to the Twin Cities. They just showed on Fox Nine the first touchdown he threw to Adam Thielen. The I mean, Thielen ran a beautiful route, and Cousins delivered it to him right, right on the dime. So that was uh, that was great. I mean, Kirk was really good today, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. Now you're you're on to you're on to Detroit, and now you're 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 going to get ready for Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions team. That is, I think, a little better than a lot of people thought, and but it's still a game that you can go on the road and win at Ford Field. Um, they're still the Lions. That's my only analysis going into this game so far. They're still the Lions. But Vikings win 38 to 20 over the Eagles today. They move to 4 and oh, excuse me, I was about to say 4 and 0, oh, 4 and 2 on the season. More Viking vent line tomorrow at 10 a.m. Danny Cunningham and Judd Zolgad with you. I'll be back at noon tomorrow for Score North Live and Mackie and Judd with Rami and plenty of Vikings talk all day tomorrow on Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock 'em, suck 'em, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score.